it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition. This is a rampaging SmackDown study for September 3rd, 2021. I'm going to do things a little differently this week. Obviously, with All Out being on Sunday, things kind of got a little tight (laughs) Uh, when it comes to podcasts so if you guys haven't already please go back and listen to our all-out pre-game post our pre-game go home show that came out friday morning uh where it's myself sam and zach from back to the ring giving our picks for the pay-per-view on sunday and it was a good time as always with uh one half of our Back to the Ring cohorts. We look forward to the post-show that we'll be doing right after All Out, uh, which will be coming out on Monday. But this episode tonight, we're going to be covering both SmackDown and AEW's Rampage. That way you can have your full complement of show, full complement of reviews, some good stuff before we get to the big pay-per-view on Sunday. So, without further ado, let's get right into this. SmackDown kicking right off. Big tag team contenders match as the Usos took on the Street Profits. However unfortunate, the match ended in a disqualification as the ref did lose control of the match. But by the end of it all, the Street Profits did stand tall at the end. So they're continuing to stay in line for the titles. After that, Roman, watching the Usos match, tells Heyman to go get his cousins. And as Heyman goes to leave, um, one of my favorite things happen. We once again get Caleb Braxton scaring the ever-living you-know-what out of Paul Heyman. And she begins to ask more questions. And lo and behold, what starts happening? But Heyman's phone starts to ring. And it's Brock Lesnar's theme. I, I almost lost it. 
<laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is fantastic storytelling. So Heyman eventually picks up the phone after it rings a few times and starts talking. And you can see Kayla with her microphone slowly getting closer and closer to the cell phone as Heyman's like eyeing her. I was telling Brock that it's not exactly a private moment at right now. We really can't talk, but <laughs> it was absolutely outstanding. After that, um, he's getting ready to leave, and then he bumps into a trash man, and he tells the trash man, he's like, if you can do your job, can you start with her, meaning Kayla, and then the man stands up, removes his hat, and it's Big E, and he's just laughing and laughing at Paul holding the money in the bank ladder, uh, the briefcase, and I just lost it. That was such a great, great segment. Oh, everything that they've been doing with Heyman, with Big E, just, it's been great television. And I, I, I truly appreciate it very, very much so. After that, the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch heads, hits the ring, starts talking about Bianca, and, you know, not apologizing for anything that happened. And Bianca doesn't let her get too much out, and she then hits the ring, has probably one of her best promos that she's had, challenges Becky, stating that, well, you know, Roman... Roman's giving Finn a shot at the title tonight. Why can't you do the same? Becky just kind of looks at her and goes, I don't care what Roman Reigns do does. No. And she leaves once again, leaving, leaving Bianca high and dry. So she's doing a good job keeping Bianca on her toes, being essentially the heel in this whole thing. And it's 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 entertaining to watch. After that, we had a wild Tony Storm appear. A little bit of a shock. I'm surprised that you know she's she's still there. <laughs> um, Ziggler was was out there talking to her and, and you know asking her if she wanted to come watch the match. And she's like, I mean, I would love to, but I'm kind of rooting for Boogs. So Ziggler's just kind of like, all right, well, um, bye. <laughs> So we ended up having our next, our actually our opening match of the night. I'm sorry, our opening singles match of the night. It was Rick Boogs taking on Ziggler, and Boogs got the win. Now I understand what they're trying to obviously push with Rick Boogs. The man's fantastic on the guitar. He's seriously over with the crowd, and you have someone like Dolph Ziggler with the pedigree that he has doing the job for this man, it's 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 top-notch. I, I appreciate it as a fan, um, seeing what's happening here. So I like Boogs a lot, and um, I really hope they continue to let him wrestle because he's pretty good. He's pretty good. After that, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville stop Becky Lynch in the back and say, yeah, well, I mean, I obviously know you've been ducking, you know, everything going on, and, well, you're not going to have that choice anymore because at Extreme Rules, 
it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And next week on SmackDown at Madison Square Garden, we will have ourselves a contract signing. So naturally, that's going to end perfectly fine. No problems whatsoever. Because with contract you know, signings, everything ends up hunky-dory, right? Our next matchup after that was Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins yet again. Rollins being reborn after his loss at SummerSlam to Edge. But interestingly enough, during this match, Seth hit many of Edge's former finishers. Moves he has not used before. And... Obviously, you got me thinking. I'm like, all right, well, clearly, we're going to have ourselves a rematch. When it'll be, probably Extreme Rules, but we're not, I'm not 100% sure as of yet. So, as this match goes on, Cesaro once again gets his swing on and leaves <laughs> Seth Rollins floating in the wind. Obviously, this causing Seth to kind of go overboard, taking a chair, attacking Cesaro on the outside, causing the disqualification. He then pulls another edge move in breaking the bar on the back of the chair, doing the cross face with the bar inside of Cesaro's mouth. Um, and then after that, he ends up hitting the stomp, goes to do a concerto, yet another edge move. Edge this, uh, himself, though, makes the save coming out to the ring. And, you know, stands guard over Cesaro while Rollins leaves the ringside area laughing. Later on in the evening, Edge then says enough is enough. Challenges Seth to another match at Madison Square Garden next week. So next week's show looks pretty good. So far, I mean, it's Madison Square Garden. It's going to be good already. It's also going to be the day before the 20th anniversary of September 11th. So obviously, it's going to be an emotional show. So I am looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, but this match is going to be pretty good. After that, we ended up having the KO show making a return with special guest Happy Corbin. I still have to get used to Corbin's theme. Um, I'm a little sad that his old one is gone forever, but it is what it is. He comes out, but Corbin's not alone. He has a special guest of his own in one Logan Paul. And I'm just like, oh no. Why? Why would you bring him back? <laughs> Obviously, Logan Paul has much history with the WWE Universe. They hate him. He hates them. It's all fun until, you know, he bores us all, which doesn't take very long. <laughs> but Corbin is there. Uh, it was his friend, his guest, even though there was some issues before SummerSlam where... After Corbin won all of his money, everything was made up, and they're all best friends now. 
obviously none of this sat well with with KO. KO saying, you know, that's enough. I'm done with you. Why are you here? You're a pile of trash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pushing and shoving starts between Logan and KO. And then KO goes to attack him, and Corbin cuts him off and takes him down. So, obviously, we're leading into a match between Corbin and KO, probably at um, Extreme Rules. This might also be a handicap match, which I think would be a horrible idea, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) Um, But it's nice to see KO getting, you know, some match time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that next week. Uh, we ended up having then a rematch from the previous week as Sami Zayn took on Dominic Mysterio. And like last week, unfortunately, Ray once again inadvertently causes his son to lose the match. Uh, <laughs> Ray came down to the ring as Sammy was just going to leave. He had had enough of the match, and Ray had chased him back in the ring. Dominic was on the outside as well. He looked back at his father, telling him, I got this. Thank you. I appreciate you. He gets back in the ring towards the corner, and unfortunately, Sammy noticed this. Runs up. A little kick. One, two, three. That's the end. So, I've been saying this for a while, but I have a feeling Dominic will turn on his father. I just have that feeling. After that, we then went to our main event of the evening. It was for the Universal Championship as Finn Balor challenges the head of the table, Roman Reigns. But before the match could even start, the Usos strike, taking out Finn with the steps, smashing the steps into his into his midsection, and just leaving him completely wrecked as, as Roman's music hits. He walks down to the ring. We go to a commercial break. We come back, and Finn is being attended to by doctors. You can see him holding his his side, and it doesn't look good, but obviously Finn's not going to give up. And we end up still having ourselves a match. And what hell of a match it was. There were multiple times during this match that I thought Finn would actually win this title. Now... I know I've said multiple times that Roman's not losing this title for a very, very long time, but tonight made me feel like it was a possibility. (laughs) Um, Finn, at one point towards the end, hits the coup de grace, and I'm just like, oh my god, is he really going to do this? He goes, he pins Roman, we get one, we get two, we get to like 2.9999999999999, I can go on forever. Roman kicks out, but what he does is that low blow kick out that he ended up doing to, I believe it was Jey Uso way back when. And I believe he's done it to others as well, but it was so perfect. He then takes the guillotine choke, Finn trying to kick out, but eventually it was just too much for him and Finn passes out. Roman retains his title, and an interesting thing happened after that. So the match is over. Roman gets out of the ring. You know, Heyman's holding the title, and they start walking towards the ramp. 
And then all of a sudden, the lights go red. And we hear one time the heartbeat. Dum, dum. And I instantly went Demon King. Oh shit. We're going to get Demon Balor back. When it's going to happen, I don't know. Is this going to be a slow transition into it? Possibly. I love the fact that they did this. I almost missed it. I actually had to rewind and watch it back because I was I was tweeting. And I noticed Roman kind of stop and look around a little bit. And I was like, wait, what did I miss? And I went back and I'm like, oh, my God. So stay tuned, folks. This could be some, some really good stuff. I love the uh, the Demon King um, Finn Balor, but I'm also wondering if he's going to change it since it's been it's been a long time because he's been in NXT, he's been the Prince, everything's been you know hunky dory down there. He's doing a real good job, but now it's like he's back on the main roster. He's on the better brand, and we can get some good stuff out of this. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. So that was SmackDown. Really good show. It's nice to see, you know, SmackDown being consistent, as always. Solid B. Really appreciated it. I look forward to next week at Madison Square Garden. I'm just, I, I can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a great show to watch. But after that, we switch channels. We go over to TNT, and it is time for AEW Rampage. And this opening bout for Rampage was a lot of fun to watch. It's Malachi Black taking on Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson being very... What's the word I want to use here? Very defensive. Trying to hold off Black. Trying to just, you know... Stay out of range of Malachi's, you know, Black Mass. I'll still call it that until they come up with an actual name for it. But at the end, towards the end of this match, Malachi Black clearly frustrated that he's not been able to put down Lee Johnson. Goes to the outside of the ring, grabs a chair, brings it into the ring. And obviously the ref's like, no, you can't use this. Obviously, what are you doing? Stop it. So Malachi takes it, puts it down right in front of Lee Johnson, and tells Lee, "Go ahead and use it. You have, I'll give you, the, I'll give you a shot." He takes it, he puts it down. He stands up and he turns his back to Lee Johnson, and puts his arms out like he's ready to just go ahead, hit me. And Lee Johnson slowly staggers up to his feet. He's trying, he's using the the chair to hold himself out. And Malachi Black just turns around, laughs, and lays him out. With a beautiful black mask right across the chin. Done. It was just... It was beautiful execution. Match is over. And then who runs down? But Dustin Rhodes himself. Dustin going to... Grabs the chair and Malachi exits stage left. Dustin then right after the match challenges Malachi Black... Essentially, pretty much to a match on, on Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday. 
So we'll see how this goes. Malachi just slowly going through the entirety of the Nightmare family. And Dustin, obviously, is, is the next one to go. So we will see how this goes next week. After that, we probably got one of my favorite promo battles that I've seen in quite a while. Miro, the TNT champion, the Redeemer, God's favorite champion, comes out to the ring, obviously with plenty to say about the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, before All Out. Talking about how... (laughs) God has sent him to destroy Eddie Kingston... You know, talking about, you know, the struggles and how Eddie Kingston took a charity contract um, from AEW to work there and that he doesn't, you know, deal with the struggle. He's he's complacent and comfortable and he's soft. Clearly, obviously, Eddie Kingston not taking kindly to this comes out and just starts blowing up Miro, talking about how his stupid God has sent him to punish him for his sins. And you can see Mero like just blood boiling in the ring. And then Mero said something about being the redeemer. (laughs) And Eddie Kingston goes, Oh, okay. Your boy. All right, fine. Redeem these nuts and just (laughs) runs in the ring goes to attack Miro, and Miro slides out of the ring. I wish that this match would be miked, because I feel like the amount of trash talk that's going to be happening during this match is going to be absolutely epic come <laughs> come Sunday. I can't wait. Looking forward to this. This is probably my second most anticipated match. Um Obviously, for my pick, you guys should go back and listen to our all-out go-home show that we released on Friday. You'll be able to hear all the picks for all 11 matches for the show coming up on Sunday. (laughs) After that, we had a two-on-one handicap match as Rebel and Jamie Hayter took on Chris Stadlander. Chris Stadlander has ridiculous strength and did some some moves tonight that pretty much guarantees that she's actually not really human. She really is from the Andromeda Galaxy. Just just, just throwing that out there. She actually ends up getting the win. She taps out Rebel in this ridiculous style of, it was like a like a, a Walls of Jericho slash four-leaf clover slash surfboard-esque style submission. You have to see the, the clip of it online to to fully understand it, but it was it was definitely unique. I don't think I've ever seen that, that finish before, that submission attempt before. But she ends up getting the win. And she's looking good having that momentum going into All Out as she takes on Britt Baker. And then our main event of the show... Daniel Garcia taking on Darby Allen. Obviously, 2.0 was out there with Garcia, and Sting was out there for Darby, and CM Punk was on commentary for this match. 
funny part of it was before that he comes out to the ring or he comes out on stage, you know, absorbs all the, the cheers from the Chicago crowd. And then once again, decides to jump in the ring, <laughs> I mean, jump in the, in the stands with the fans. Um, they're all excited, obviously, all the hugging and everything else. And then probably one of the funniest moments I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> a guy holding a beer goes to Punk and offers his beer to him. And Punk just looks at him with this, like, are you effing kidding me right now? Because, as most of you should know, CM Punk is the leader of the Straight Edge Society. Man does not drink, does not smoke, doesn't do drugs, he doesn't do anything. And it's just it's it was so funny. I, I'm not sure if that, that that gentleman was under the influence of probably way too many beers than he should have been. It just it was it was comical. It was probably what like that, that, that's one of those gifts I think that will live on forever. Um, so congratulations, sir. You are now part of a long line of fans that have caused hilarious moments to happen. Um, but the match itself, really good. I really like Danny Garcia. Um, I think Danny Garcia has a, has a bright future in this company. And I look forward to seeing what he's doing. Obviously, 2.0, a.k.a. Ever-Rise, when they were in NXT, are a hit. They're going to continue to grow, and I can see those two definitely being tag team champions at some point down the road. Match ends. Darby gets the win with a roll-up. And then 2.0 and Daniel jump them, uh, jump Darby. Sting comes out, tries to help more, and then at the very end, Punk himself gets off commentary, runs down the ring, goes to confront 2.0, and then Darby comes out of nowhere and takes out both of them with that suicide dive through the rope, and it ends with a beautiful standoff between Darby and CM Punk just staring at each other outside the ring. And that match, as we talked about on our go-home show, this match between Darby Allen and CM Punk has a WrestleMania 18 moment written all over it. This could be a Rock Hogan moment. Crowd's going to go absolutely apeshit this entire match. Both of these men are severely over. I feel bad for anybody else that goes on after them. I honestly, truly hope that this match goes on last. Will it? I don't think so. I think Omega and Christian will probably end up going on last because they're the champions. So I really fear for that match. But Rampage, again, a great job. That little slice of heaven at 10 p.m. giving you that little bit of extra wrestling and it's a perfect setup for All Out on Sunday. I can't wait for that pay-per-view. They are really billing this thing as the, the biggest pay-per-view that AEW's done, which I believe is correct. Like I said, there are 11 matches for the card. It's going to be huge. I'm excited for it. I know a lot of people are. So 
let's get to it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we truly appreciate you. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. We are, as of right now, 50 people away from that magical 5K platform. Um, we want to get that. If we could get that before all out, that would be beautiful. That's our goal. We're hoping to get that 50 before then. So if you guys could please, you know, follow us on Twitter, tell your friends, let them know we want to get the 5K. Be greatly appreciated if we could. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream, but you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform out there. If you listen to a platform and you're not able to find us, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping. And, hey, who doesn't like a little extra bedlam in their day from above the ring? Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys enjoy All Out. I hope you guys enjoy you know, Labor Day and the rest of next week. Thank you so much. Most importantly, though, do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.